everyone. Welcome back to High Vibe Knit. We are so excited to be here with you this week. I especially am excited because I was moving last Monday and I couldn't join that episode and I was so sad because it was very chaotic and I also I didn't have internet and I still don't have internet so I'm using a personal hotspot hoping for the best. We're really excited to have Erin on today to talk about all sorts of awesome spiritual stuff to make your life better. And yeah, I'd love to introduce you guys, introduce you guys. I'm too excited. I'm combining my words. Introduce you guys to Aaron Abke, who is a really awesome spiritual teacher and we just love his vibe. So we invited him on the show and now he's here. So we're doing it. We're rocking and rolling and Lindsay is literally having an earthquake happen. <laughs> Before we started recording, we were like, let's rock and roll. And then Lindsay was like, I think there's just an earthquake here. So I think this conversation is going to be really aligned. <laughs> I think I, I must have commanded it with my If I just powers. run, if yes. you see me just dart off the screen, it's because I'm taking shelter. <laughs> now we should be fine. We should be fine. Any any earthquake in Nevada so far as I've seen has been very, very tiny. So nothing like LA. Um, Aaron, so good to have you here. Thank you for being here with us. I'm Thanks also stuffy. Me. So if I sound like anything, it's that. That's why. Um, <laughs> but I just try to go just glaze over it. Uh, how, how are you today? How is life for you, Aaron? And what's been going on in your world? Man, life's been so good. It hurts lately. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> Great answer. I love that. Yeah, so good. It hurts. I'm having a, uh, just a blast with um, where my career is at right now. And so many exciting new things I'm working on and new content, uh, which I'm eventually going to turn into courses and retreats and all that. So just feeling really blessed. Yay. Well, we love to hear it. Um, I'm sure we could both say the same over here. Life just seems to be good, right? I mean, let's just embrace it. I want to talk to you, Aaron, first and foremost about what got you where you are today. Because I know very few of us pop out of the womb, like ready to talk about unity consciousness. So <laughs> what's what's that journey been like for you? And, you know, any... I like to talk about specific moments that you, that were kind of like turning points. So if you have that, mm -hmm. great. If not, just just give us the the rundown of kind of your journey and what got you from there to here. Mm -hmm. I know it's loaded. Sorry. <laughs> no, I, I think I think most people uh, know me as like the fitness model or bodybuilder who had a spiritual awakening because that's kind of how my story played out. But I was mm -hmm. really blessed to grow up uh, Christian in a, a amazing, wonderful Christian household as a pastor's kid. And my parents' church was like the best environment to grow up in because we were, um, we were an evangelical denomination. So if you don't know what that means, uh, we emphasize the gifts of the spirit a lot, um, praying, miracles, healing, stuff like that. And so we had these crazy revival services when I was young, like five to 10 years old where we would have, you know, crazy miracles and healing services, worship services. And I was just kind of introduced to the supernatural at a really young age. And it was like normal for me to, to heal people's eyesight and uh, back pain and whatever else. And then uh, when I was 23, I, I was just a super devout Christian my whole life, wanted to be a pastor like my dad. But then at 23, I, I graduated from Oral Roberts University with my degree in music and theology to be a worship leader, which I had been doing most of my life. <clears throat> and I took my first church job as a full-time worship pastor, and the church I was working at was very different than my parents' church. 
in that it was extremely legalistic and fundamentalist and dogmatic. And so I was forced to confront a lot of the dogmas of Christianity that I had been kind of running from and ignoring my whole life. Because at my parents' church, we just talked about the love of God, the forgiveness, the goodness of God, Jesus, Jesus loves everyone. So it was like, you know, we, we have the convenience of not thinking about all the contradictions about like hell and the rapture and this and that. But at 23, I was like, you know, put into a corner by the universe to force myself into accepting, uh, deciding whether or not I accepted this version of God that I was presented with. And it was just a resounding no. It was like, I, I don't know this God you guys are preaching on stage every Sunday who sends people to hell. Uh, this Jesus who is vengeful and wrathful. Like a, and, a God to be feared instead of, yeah. Yeah. That's not the God I experienced or knew. And that wasn't the, the Jesus that I read about in the gospels. So I left my religion, um, kind of blew up my whole life uh, the first time. I did it twice. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, you know, when you're grow up in a, in a Christian environment, school, church, everything is Christian, all your friends, family, um, it's like leaving a cult. Everyone ostracizes you. They don't want to talk to you anymore because you're now a threat to them and you're a heretic and stuff. So um, I just moved back to Oklahoma where I went to school and uh, spent four years just pursuing kind of Eastern teachings, enlightenment teachings, reading about Hinduism and Buddhism a lot and trying to find answers for like, who is God? What is God? What do I believe about the divine? And that led me to a really profound spiritual awakening, which most people know me for uh, at 27 years old, where I had my second awakening, but this time it wasn't out of a religion. It was sort of like out of my, uh, out of the character of Aaron, the ego self and into the cosmic universal self. And that kind of launched me on my, um, the next phase of my life where I began teaching on YouTube because I had experienced this kind of two week period of uh, super intense bliss and samadhi and enlightenment. And then after coming out of that experience and my ego came back online, it was extremely painful to lose that heavenly state of consciousness and be back in, you know, ordinary consciousness again. So I just said, Hey, you know, what else is worth going for in life after tasting that and nothing else matters. So I devoted my whole life to figuring out how to get back into that state of consciousness again. And I immediately quit fitness modeling, bodybuilding. I was a full-time personal trainer for eight years and began transitioning out of that. It just wasn't authentic for me anymore. And I just said, Hey, if I can figure out how to reattain this state of consciousness, I'm going to devote my whole life to teaching others how to do it. Wow. Sorry, I was <laughs> muted. So hence the pause, but that was a really gorgeous story. Thanks for really sharing. Was. Also, I have to ask how old you are now because you still look really young. 32. Okay. 27, 32. Okay. So I'm just putting the timeline together. Yeah. Cool. Very, very cool. I love that story. And it just really goes to show like the beauty that can happen from following that niggle and having mm. the bravery to be the odd one out because like as humans our number one need being connection like on a human level a lot of times we don't want to look at the things that are not status quo we don't want to go against the norm solely for the fear of losing those relationships losing connection 
feeling misunderstood, being ostracized. So I just want to say that you're really a badass for just being like, I got to do my thing. I got to follow my truth. I know it's going to be painful. I'm going to lose some connections. People are not going to like it, but hey, and now you're here. There's a, yeah, I definitely ditto to all of that, but there, there is definitely a um, bravery riskiness that comes with knowing that you're going somewhere that you can't take people with you. Right. And it's like, you know, taking away all the judgment, taking away all the expectations on other people. Like it is, it's a sad thing. Like, I know that there are people in your life that you probably mourned the, the loss of connection on that level. And, and it's, it's not even like, if I were to do it, somebody, which I, I have, but like somebody who doesn't, who didn't grow up in a religious household per se, they'd be just like, oh, Lindsay's doing another weird thing. That's fine. But they'd be open. Like the extreme version of you going from this close knit community that has a set of beliefs, like a deep set of beliefs to being like, mm, it doesn't work for me. So I'm going to just go. It's, it's, it's such a hard thing. So I, I, I really like that Kelsey brought that up again. And I want to really impress upon people that it's, it's something that you can only know for you. And I know there's people listening that are like, well, how do I do that? I know it's one thing to go from one thing to another and try to find people that support you. And, and at the same time, leave a group of people who had supported you and, and now try to find some sort of route or some sort of connection in that space. So I guess there would be a question in there of like, what would you say to somebody who who's struggling with this and maybe thinking about owning the full version of themselves, but also knowing that they can't take those they love with them? Uh, great question. Um, that was that was my primary question, you know, for a couple of years after leaving Christianity was like, how do I make this transition in a healthy way? Because uh, all my you know friends that I had had, people I'd known about in <clears throat> Christianity, even before I did, some would leave, leave the faith because they had the same questions they were wrestling with, but they would do it in a very almost toxic way where it was like, you know, the Bible's bullshit. Jesus is bullshit. Fuck everything. I'm out throwing it all in the dumpster. Throwing the baby out with the bathwater type of. As they say, exactly. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, man, that's so, that's so tragic because it's not true. Like the Bible isn't all garbage. Jesus definitely isn't garbage. There's so much gold to be rescued from the Christian faith and a way we can exalt these uh, doctrines to their highest potential. And uh, I, f- I found a book called A Course in Miracles shortly after leaving uh, Christianity that seems to do that really well. And there's, there's a, so many amazing lines in, in that book that changed me forever after reading them just once. Uh, but there's one line that says something like, true rest does not come from sleeping, but from waking, waking up to what's true and what's real. And as the course says, what is real can't be threatened. And what is unreal doesn't exist. And herein lies the peace of God. So to anyone making a scary transition, whether it's out of a religion or a cult or belief system, or into a new job or whatever, uh, that fear can be overcome by grabbing on to that truth and keeping it close to your heart always that what is true is always true and can't be threatened all truth is eternal and what's not true isn't actually real at all is just an illusion and can't actually affect you 
or change anything that's real. And if you can sit with that, you'll find peace in that. And that was really what happened to me when I left Christianity was that I just got so sick of the internal conflict of experiencing a God of pure, unconditional love and non-judgment, but being taught and um, sort of forced into believing in a God of jealousy and wrath and unforgiveness and violence. And I just said, you know, I'd, I'd rather lose at a certain point, I'd rather lose all my friends and family and have peace of mind about who, about who God is and what the divine is than to have this illusion of friendship with all these people who I know really are only my friends because I believe what they believe and I confirm their certainties and whatnot. And to be living a lie, like to be living in a, a belief system that I don't resonate with. It's like the most inauthentic, unintegral thing to do to yourself. It's, it's a kind of like self-torture. So, you know, you say, oh, you're such a badass and stuff. And I, I, I get that. But from my perspective, it felt like I was tortured into doing it. You know, like right. I had no the other option point. at that point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A new year means a fresh start and a chance to change the way you care for the planet. Now is the perfect time to make your home healthier, happier, and more sustainable. Discover everything you need for sustainable home at Grove Collaborative. Grove carries hundreds of products aimed at replacing single-use plastics across your home and personal care routine. And by 2025, Grove will be 100% plastic-free. Like Grove, like Grove Co's concentrated cleaners and refillable glass bottles, they're friendlier to the planet and twice as effective as the leading natural brands. Switch to sustainable products for every room in your home, from laundry care to hand soaps and more. Grove Co. has you covered with safe formulas and refillable packaging that never compromise on performance. Yes. Ever since Grove became our sponsor, I'm obsessed. I use so much stuff for them. I use their um, detergent dishwashing packs. I use their home cleaning sprays. I order um, bamboo toilet paper and paper towels. So now I'm tree free in my house, which is great. Um, and I just think this is a great place for anyone to start who's looking to transition into a more non-toxic lifestyle and also, you know, do their part in preserving the planet's resources so that humanity can live on for more than like 10 more years. So if you guys want your grandbabies, grandbabies to have a great planet, I would highly suggest Grove.co. So join over 2 million households already shopping sustainably at Grove. Go to Grove.com slash Vibin today to get a free gift set worth up to $50 with your first order. Plus, shipping is fast and free. Get started right now at grove.com slash vibin, grove.com slash vibin. That's Makes actually, sense. that's a really good way to explain <clears throat> how, you know, similarly, I have a similar story, not necessarily with religion, but just with moving from one space of life to another. And I've gotten the question so often of like, well, how are you normal? How did you do this? How, how are you not like being studied in a science lab? Like literally things people have said to me and I don't have an answer for them. Like, I don't feel as if I've done anything extraordinary. Just the fact that like, I had to figure it out. Like you just have to, because anything less than living your authenticity is, as you said, form of self-torture and also soul withering. Like I literally, you know, Tinkerbell, 
when she's dying and you have to clap. Like that's how I felt until I made the move. And that's the, every single time I bring it up, that's what, that's the image that comes to mind. Like I was just not me. Hmm. And you know, that feeling of just not you. And so when you are aware of that, that's painful enough. And then the next thing would just be, okay, what am I going to do about it? Because you have to do something. I mean, I guess you don't have to do something, but you definitely should do something (laughs) because look where you are now. And, you know, I'm happy where I'm at now. And gosh, there's so much beauty on the other side of that, maybe uncertainty or that, um, that pain point, that discomfort, there's so much beauty. And Mm -hmm. let's talk about that. (laughs) Let's give attention to that. The, the, the light at the end of the tunnel, as they say. Yeah. Well, this, you're right in that the soul cries out for truth, I think. And that's because there is such an unfathomable amount of potential in everyone uh, that don't like, don't even waste your time trying to fathom it, just unlock it and unleash it. Allow the divine to flow through you by getting out of its way. And getting out of its way means stop thinking you know what you're supposed to do and what you're meant for. That's just the finite mind trying to come up with a reason. And there's a part that the mind plays in it, but it's really more about discovering your potential is more about listening to the universe and allowing the universe to bring events, synchronicities, people, connections, passions, inspirations into your life and just saying yes to them saying yes to your excitement over and over and over. If it makes me come alive inside, that's how I know the universe is directing me to that thing. That's how I know it's for me. And so I never expected to be a YouTube teacher, a spiritual teacher. I actually was terrified of public speaking and never thought I would have any kind of gifting at speaking at all. But again, my passion was, I'm an Aries. So, you know, passion like runs in our blood, but you too. Oh yeah. Wait, when's your birthday? When's your birthday? Uh, March 30th. That's my brother's birthday. Stop. I know so many people with that birthday. It's weird. I'm April. I'm tax day, April 15th. So, okay. Yeah. But it's funny because my brother was born 11 months before me. So he's two weeks out of the year or after me, two weeks out of the year, we're the same age. It's bizarre because we're not twins, but we have, we're the same age at some point, but yeah, he's very rare. (laughs) It's so weird. It's so weird. Every, I mean, but yeah, March 30th. And, and I agree with you, Aries. Definitely. We are, I have a lot of fire in my chart anyway, but I own that so much of just passion. And if it doesn't feel right, I'm not doing it. (laughs) Yeah. Like I had to get to that point because it's just, we feel it. I think so much it's more heightened for me. If I don't like something, I, I don't, I don't, I just don't like it. So I've had to come to terms with like, I can't afford to put myself in that position, you know? Yeah. There's a meme I love that says, uh, says like Aries, this is what Aries is like or whatever. And it's a light switch and it just says on or off. Like we're all in or we're not in at all. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's the way it's been for me at least. And following that, those passions had led me to where I am today because I just got to the point where I was like, man, this transition I've made, these things I've learned about the Bible and Christ and whatnot, I can't keep it to myself. I've got to share it with the world. So I just started making YouTube videos. At the time, I called the series Moving Backwards, which was like each episode was dedicated to a different like pinnacle belief of the Christian faith and talking about a a deeper, more archetypal way of seeing it, not so literalistic and like dogmatic, but let's go deeper into this belief. What is it really saying about the nature of God and, and the human soul. 
and giving people a more enlightened way of seeing these Christian teachings that doesn't say, hey, it's all bullshit, throw it out, and you were stupid for believing it. Right. That doesn't, that doesn't help anybody. Instead, it's like, oh, I don't have to actually throw my faith away. I can just resurrect it in that sense and see it in a different light. And that's what got me started on YouTube. And slowly but surely, all my friends who had slowly you know, unfriended me and blocked me one by one started coming back once my YouTube channel started increasing. Like, hey, maybe he knows what he's talking about. Everybody no, seems no, no. to like, like it. Um, <laughs> like now this guy's a threat because he has 10,000, 30,000 uh-huh. subscribers and his videos are getting a lot of views. So I need to go and disprove him. Oh, so I started getting all these people, pastors that I knew, even some really wow. big name uh, authors and pastors I didn't know of um, would come on my page and start accusing me of being a heretic and all this stuff. And so I would get in these, you know, from my point of view, very friendly conversations with them because I knew at that point, I'm not, I'm not going to convince this person to believe what I, they think I'm public enemy number one. I'm going to show them the fruits of, of my belief system now, because as Christ said, you will know them by their fruit. A good tree can't produce bad fruit and a bad tree cannot produce good fruit. So I let the merits of my energy kind of do the talking and it, it was so effective. We get in these conversations and we're just talking theology and Bible verse this Bible verse that. And I'm being very kind and friendly to them, even calling them brother and my friend and, and complimenting them every so often. And they're calling me an idiot, a heretic, a blasphemer, saying I'm going to burn in hell and stuff. And man, I would get them so good when they would do that because it's like, oh, look at this. So you're the follower of Jesus who taught love and forgiveness and all that. And you're hurling insults and threats and condemnations. And the evil heretic is being loving and kind. Hmm. Mm. Interesting, isn't it? And they would, it would just get him caught in this, you know, spider's web they couldn't yeah. get out of. And everyone would blow up the comments saying, oh, who's really Christ-like in this conversation? Pastor John, whatever. <laughs> and so, you know, that was painful for me because at that point, I hadn't really made any new friends yet who were non-Christian or in the spiritual community. So I was all alone and just receiving constant attacks and Um, being berated by Christian friends, people, and even pastors, even some of my dad's close friends. Um, He lost friendship with his his closest friend over me leaving Christianity because his friend wanted to tell tell him how evil his son was. And he was like, listen, stop talking about my son like that. I know him. He's not evil. He has a great, beautiful heart. Maybe he's lost, but don't talk about my son like that. And then they just couldn't, couldn't cope with it. So it rippled through my family through so many different networks in my life. And it was, it was a hard season to hold on through because I just went like, God, if you don't uplift my life soon, like I I can't keep doing this. I feel alone, isolated and attacked from every angle. It was about a year where that, that happened. And I was living in the Bay area. So, you know, as you guys probably know, you can't have a social life there. There's 12 million people packed into like 50 square miles or something. And, you know, you go to work and you go home and that's it. So it was only once I moved to Colorado that I started actually gaining friends and a new community and my career just absolutely took off. Well, I do want to stop for a second, ask you the relationship. How has it evolved with your parents? Because I know, I mean, look, growing up in that community, I know that it's hugely family oriented and, and I'm sure that you're very close with your parents. I mean, 
we all want to be. Um, how have they kind of, have they come to terms with this? Have they accepted? Like, what's that like? What's that dynamic? Yeah. Again, and I'm and just... even your, your brothers, and I don't know if you have siblings, but like everyone around you, like, how's that evolved? Mm-hmm. I have one sister. Um, and yeah, I'm just so blessed to have the most incredible parents who are really like beacons of Christianity. They really walk the walk. They're so non-judgmental, so forgiving, all about God's love. And so my mom, more so than my dad, was um, understanding of my transition. And I'm sure it's, it kind of freaked her out too, but she didn't let on as much. She was always very supportive and, you know, follow your heart. Heart will lead you back to God, Aaron. Uh, my dad had a harder time with me, like publicly writing these long dissertations on Facebook that everyone would get like a thousand comments and stuff about like hell isn't real. The Bible wasn't written by God, but not in a negative dissing way, but just yeah. like, we need to come to terms with this and stop f- fooling ourselves. And so he, you know, I think he had a hard time with that initially, but my parents have been uh, vehemently abused by the church and church politics and church people. Uh, I, I watched them just be lied about, slandered, scandalized over and over and over. It's kind of a, unfortunately, a common part of church is these these secret coup d'etats and political warfare behind the scenes of like the associate pastor wants to be senior pastor. So he's got to overthrow the senior pastor secretly so he can take the role because he's got 10 more years of, of 10 tenure. And so they lie about each other and, and all this stuff. And that happened to my parents at every church they ever went to. And I mean, they're like salt of the earth people. They never say yeah. a bad word about anyone. And even from the time I was little, when they would be like, at home crying, holding one another over like losing all these friends and half the church would leave because they believed all the bullshit. They would just say, Aaron, we're not going to talk bad about these people. You have to learn to forgive them and not stoop to their level. So we're going to bless them. And so they taught me that stuff from a young age through their actions. So I always kind of knew like, they'll probably come around one day and boy, have they, they uh, just, you know, one thing after the other, another church scandal after another church scandal. And then they're watching their son, who's a, supposedly a heretic. My life is being blessed in every regard. My, my channel's blowing up and I'm helping people um, all over the world by the thousands. And they started to see the contrast in my life that I became more Christ-like. I became more loving and forgiving, more authentic, less insecure, and all the other things they knew about me. And they, I think they just couldn't deny the change they saw in me and the contrast of you know a lot of the church world stuff. So I don't know exactly what their stance is on all the Christian uh, dogmas like hell and the Bible. Um, I'm pretty certain neither one of them believe God sends people to hell anymore, which I never thought I would see in my lifetime. They don't believe in the rapture anymore. Um, I don't know what they think about biblical inerrancy, but they can watch any one of my videos on reincarnation. And they're very curious and open and usually ask me questions and stuff. So it's, it's just such a beautiful relationship we have. And I couldn't be more thankful. Winter is supposed to be hibernation time. And I won't deny I'm staying in more than usual, which I love, but that doesn't mean I'm not busy or that I want to spend all my time in the kitchen, which I don't. Luckily, I don't have to meal plan or prep and I can still eat well now that I leave my meals to Factor. Factor makes it easy for me to eat clean 24-7 with fresh, never frozen, prepared meals that are so delicious you really wouldn't believe they're actually good for you. Factor saves me time by delivering chef-crafted meals to my doorstep, eliminating the hassle of grocery shopping and meal prep. Not to mention cleanup, there's no dishes to wash. 
Each factor meal arrives pre-prepared and ready to eat in two minutes. That's even faster than ordering in. Factor tackles the tough stuff, so I don't have to. Their registered dietitians and expert chefs work hand-in-hand to create meals with nutritious ingredients. Factor even knows my preferences. They offer vegan and veggie meals, keto meals, low-calorie options, cold-pressed juices, smoothies, energy bites, plant-based bars, extra protein, veggie sides, and more to keep me fueled and focused all day long. So head to go.factor75.com slash vibin120 and use code vibin120 to get $120 off. That's code VIBIN120 at go.factor75.com slash vibin120 for $120 off. Well, that's the, that's beautiful. And it's also, yes, it's also the perfect segue to talk about what's true. What's, what did you say? What's true will never be threatened, right? Like it's impossible to uh, put that on shaky ground because it is the truth. So what is the truth? Let's talk about, let's talk about the good stuff. Let's talk about how there is no hell. Let's talk about reincarnation. Let's talk about unity consciousness. What are we talking about here? Cause I want to know it all from your perspective. <laughs> well, the, the questions I had after leaving Christianity is what caused me to dive headlong into the law of one and ACIM because I wanted to know these answers. Like, why are we here? What's this universe? what's the point? Why, why'd God do all this? And the law of one gives these amazingly satisfying answers that uh, almost everyone who reads it kind of says the same thing, which is that learning about these truths, this book teaches, it's like, I'm remembering it. Like I always knew this was true somewhere. And the truth is that all is one, or, or you could say oneness is the highest truth of the universe, that there is only one being one energy. And all of us are that expressing itself in different forms. And so there is a truth to the idea of a spirit or a soul, which is really what we call the subtle body, the energy body, the seven energy centers, that that part of us uh, keeps our memories, the spiritual lessons we learn, the evolution we gain, and it gets transplanted into another body and then another body. And this journey just goes on of, we call it reincarnation. It's really just... uh, a soul's evolution. And because the the source, which we all are, is infinite, it takes thousands, millions of lifetimes through a enormous spectrum of density to experience all that the universe has to offer and to discover yourself. So the law of one explains this concept of the seven densities of consciousness, which correlate to our seven chakras. So the seven densities of consciousness are kind of like the chakras of the universe. And our energy centers are symbolic of them. So right now, the law of one explains that we are in the third density, which correlates to the solar plexus chakra. And if you know anything about energy centers or chakras, you know that the solar plexus or yellow ray chakra is the chakra of self-awareness and personal empowerment. It's the chakra where the ego is born. And it's the chakra that gives us the belief in separation, that you and I are separate from one another. So when mankind entered third density about 75,000 years ago, uh, where the earth shifted into third density, actually, we began becoming violent, tribalistic, separate. And you know that played out for 75,000 years until where we are now, where we're just beginning to learn the lessons of fourth density, 
which correlates to the heart chakra. And consciousness moves into that density once it has experienced enough of the third density of separation, of positive and negative, good versus evil, right versus wrong. And the law of one says that third density is all about the choosing. You have to choose a polarity. Do you want to be a positively polarized soul, which they call service to others, or a negatively polarized soul, which they call service to self? And the universe doesn't have a bias. It doesn't want you to choose anything. It wants you to choose what you want. So it doesn't blink at the light or the darkness. But there are very different consequences uh, to each path. So we know that the universe needs contrast to know itself. In order to know what light is, there needs to be dark. To know what up is, there needs to be down. So the negative path is playing an important role that it's serving as the opposite of the creator's essential nature, which is love and oneness and unity. So it's the path of separation, selfishness, greed, pride. And so we basically, we don't leave this density. Our soul doesn't graduate until we make a clear and conscious decision between love or separation. And uh, most people live in that middle ground for many, many, many lifetimes until at some point, you know, maybe the suffering becomes too great, like mine did at 27. And you just say, look, if I have to, if I have to commit to the path of love to escape this suffering, no problem. I'm all in. I'm done. There's nothing I want from the world. I just, I just want to stop suffering. And so then the soul decides that the positive polarity is my salvation and the soul chooses love. And that moves our energy, our prana, up to the heart, where the heart chakra starts to open. And the heart chakra gives consciousness access to the vision of oneness, where I can now look at you, you two and say, okay, yeah, it's true that maybe we're, we're in different bodies, so to speak. But what I see now is that we're all one essence. We all want the same things. We all fear the same things. We have the same source. We really are the same, the same energy. And so when we engage with each other, as if you are really just me and I'm just you having different dreams or something, then it actually works out really well for all of us. We, we build a world based on service to others and unity and love that benefits everybody equally. And these power systems of totalitarian control that we see right now on our planet, uh, the global elites that just try to dominate the lower class. That stuff just fizzles out of, out of the planet because nobody resonates with it anymore. Nobody wants to feed those systems anymore. So we are in the process of making that transition as a planet from third to fourth density. And so the best thing any one of us can do to aid that transition, even more so than preaching to people about love and stuff, is actually, to me myself, open my heart chakra and be fully in the fourth density consciousness myself. Because then my energy actually teaches people. My energy contributes to the planetary energy, and I lift the vibration of the collective. So we all have this responsibility to our own spiritual evolution above all else. And that's what I love about the law of one. That's awesome. And I heard something, it's so, so well said. I heard something recently that always stuck with me, and it's kind of in the same vein of, you know, you are me and I am you. And that was, how would you look at people differently if they were your sister or your brother you know the the idiot spouting nonsense on instagram well i don't agree with him but 
that's my brother. So how much more compassion? You would have so mm -hmm. much more compassion for that person. Anyone who cuts you off on the freeway, well, that was dumb for my sister to do, but I guess, you know, I still love her. <laughs> it's just like, it, mm -hmm. it brings such a different angle to it. Um, and it's really helped me a lot because I, I, I'm probably more judgmental than I would like to be or would like to admit on air in the podcast but i do find myself in those moments of like oh why like why can't you just you know but when i stop and take a step back and i'm like what if that was my sister okay i have a lot of family so it's easy for me to kind of put myself in that and be like okay if that was my sister mm, yeah i would probably be a lot more understanding and have more love and more compassion so for me that helps and if it helps anyone else out there but I love this idea and Kelsey I know you talked about this a few times on the podcast like we're all the same. <laughs> well the way that I think about it is that we are all if we're using God and source as like the same interchangeable words. Mm -hmm. Um I like to think of God as split up into like a mosaic of fractals and each one of us is like a piece of the tile right so we all have the same qualities that god possesses we all are god um together we're god and individually it's like being a drop of water in the ocean that doesn't mean you're not the ocean like you are the ocean but maybe you're not like the whole ocean entirely by yourself because there's all of us right so i just like to try and find that and everybody and I just look at everyone like oh I'm God and I decided to be Aaron so I could experience Kelsey and so I could experience Lindsay and I also wanted to be Lindsay so that I could birth these kids and then I'm going to experience that dynamic and I'm going to learn and I'm going to grow and I'm going to expand and so in that I I do have a practice that I like to give to my clients and at my retreats and stuff and it's just something that I actually learned at a teal swan convention and it's really just a simple game of like looking at people and finding ways that you're the same as them. So literally like I can look at Aaron and be like, I'm the same as Aaron because I really like to help people and teach them about spiritual truths that I discover along my journey. I'm the same as Lindsay because we're both hosting this show. I'm the same as such and such because sometimes I cry myself to bed at night. I'm the same as her because she probably also has a period. I'm the same as him because he wants to be happy. I'm the same as that person in line because I get impatient too sometimes. I'm the same as that person trying to start a fight with me because I have strong opinions too about certain things. So it's like when you can find your sameness with every single person and you can do that a lot throughout the day, you just start to feel that unity consciousness in your body. Like mm -hmm. I am that person. That person is me. We are all from the same energy. And then Ow. all the veils of the separation. Well, it's, I kind of don't like when people say veils of separation because from a 3D perspective, like we are separate, right? Like you're in Colorado, <laughs> you're in Vegas. We <laughs> have separate bodies. Like these are different units of, you know, energy. But um, yeah. When you think of it like that, I feel like it just really dissolves the, it brings you into that fourth dimension. And now I think I just I figured out, quickly. I think I just figured out why we're all wearing the same color because we're supposed to yeah. it, like <laughs> emphasize Same. that point that we are the same. We are all the same. That's really funny. Thank you, universe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm loving this conversation and this idea of, you know, we are each other. And, and it brings to mind when I was, gosh, nine years old or something, I said something to my brother and I thought it was genius at the time. I was like, you know, if everybody put all their brains together, everyone on earth put all their brains together, we would know everything in the world. And he goes, whatever. 
that's not true. What about blah, blah. And I was like, no, that's true. I know that's true for like, I know that's true. And now I kind of evolved it into, if you take every experience that everyone has ever had in the history of the world. And of course there's always new experiences to be made and no two experiences can be experienced exactly the same way twice. Um, we would get that much closer to God. And so it just kind of illustrates to me and, and brings that point home of like any resistance I might have to this idea of one is just completely squashed because of course, of course we are <laughs> like, of course there's a source. And of course we are all, we're all just drops in the, in the ocean. And when you say like, you are God, God is within you. It sounds to me, sometimes it can sound like diluted, like, okay, sure. Yeah, whatever. But that, this idea of like, we are the same and we are all just having different experiences as the same being really kind of, I don't know why, but it just hits it in a different way and it clicks things into place that maybe saying it a different way wouldn't. So if we do nothing else on the show today, maybe saying it different, we'll hit it, hit it for somebody in the, in the right way that they can kind of take it in and understand in a, in a different way, because it is a very important piece. And I just, yeah. you know, I just like, I, I can give a different angle on that. that might Let's help do somebody. it. Uh, when I talk with like scientists or really like rationalistic reductionistic people about this idea of oneness, uh, one way that has never not worked is to ask them, uh, do you do you believe or acknowledge that infinity exists? Like, would you say that the universe is infinite? And at the very least, the most like atheistic, rationalistic person will say, well, it seems as if our science tells us that the universe is probably infinite. I say, okay, great. So you acknowledge that infinity, let's just say it most likely exists. Uh, if that's true, you're infinity. The end, right? The end. If, infin <laughs> if infinity exists, you are infinity. Hey guys, quick ad break to tell you all about Vegamore. It seemed like for a while I was finding more of my hair in my shower drain, on my pillow, and in my brush than on the top of my head. I tried everything, but nothing really worked until I found Vegamore. After three months, my hair is looking thicker and fuller than ever. I see noticeable difference every time I look in the mirror and my friends and family keep complimenting me. Vegamore is 100% vegan and takes a clean, holistic approach to hair health that leverages smart botanicals clinically proven to promote visibly thicker, fuller, and longer looking hair. Vegamore's Grow Revitalizing Shampoo and Conditioner Kit and Grow Serum work together to create visibly thicker hair and improve hair from the roots. And it's really easy to use. Just massage the shampoo into your scalp for 60 seconds and then follow up with a conditioner. For prime results, follow up your wash routine with one daily dropper full of serum. Apply it to your scalp, massage it in, and done. Just like that. It's fast and just that easy. Vegamore products have become an essential part of my daily hair care routine. I love the serum. It's very lightweight and hardly noticeable in my hair. It dries easy so that I can style as usual. The shampoo and conditioner smell amazing and just feel really good going on. All Vegamore products are 100% vegan and cruelty-free and never contain parabens or hormones. Vegamore has something for everyone looking to improve their hair health. They help give you back healthy, beautiful-looking hair without harmful chemicals. And best of all, Vegamore has a 90-day money-back guarantee. And even better, 91% of customers say they saw visibly thicker hair with Vegamore in just three months of use. So if you're wanting to get in on this action, give Vegamore a try risk-free for 90 days. You're going to love them just as much as I do. Go to vegamore.com slash vibin and use code vibin to save 20% on your first order. 
That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash Vibin and use code Vibin to save 20% on your first order. Vegamore.com slash Vibin. That's it. You're infinity (laughs) experiencing itself. If infinity exists, that implies there's nothing else. Mm -hmm. Because if there's something other than infinity, then infinity can't exist. It has to encompass everything. So if infinity exists, you are that knowing itself right now, which makes us all one. We're all that infinity. Don't give it a name. Don't call it God. Sure. Don't even call it energy. Just call it infinity, whatever that might be. And know yourself as that. And even for an atheist, they can have a spiritual experience connecting with that idea. Because even as you said, uh, Lindsay, that, oh, imagine that person was your brother or sister. And then all of a sudden you have tons of compassion. No problem. Be as dumb as you want. I won't judge you. <laughs> well, why is that? Because we, we perceive our family as being one with us, don't we? Yep. Yep, if we have exactly. blood relations, we go, oh, you're like, you're like me, but in a different body. So I love you more than another person. And I, I forgive your you know, sins more than other people. Yeah. So all you have to really see is that everyone is your family, right? Your, your blood relatives aren't actually any more one or less one with you than anyone else is. Well, it's not because of what's going through your blood. It's because of your, your actual essence itself, which is much earlier than your blood or your body or your lineage. It's the one undivided essence that we all come back to. We all emanate from that same source. And that is actually, you know, it's funny, like the truth, right? As we talk about the truth that's infallible is true on so many different levels. And that's how you know, because, okay, you say, you know, talk about it from an infinity standpoint, talk about it from a, a oneness or a godlike standpoint, but also have, even if all you believe in is like the fact that we as a human race have been around for 75,000 years or whatever, as we are now, we are all cousins. Like we literally are all related. So it's just so funny how that truth kind of transcends spirituality or, or science because it is all and I'm mm-hmm. just obsessed. I mean, like 96% <laughs> of our DNA is the same as a fly. Yeah. Oh you my know, gosh. Bananas, right? 99% banana. <laughs> right. Yeah. A lot it's of same. Kelsey, there. it's a good one. It's real. Banana. Look it up. Banana. Banana. That's my, that's my DNA chart these days. <laughs> Who doesn't love bananas, right? Yes. I hate when people are like, I don't eat bananas because they have too much sugar. I'm like, oh my God, give me a break. You don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) I'm like, please, they are heaven sent. They do everything good. Eliminate sugar from your diet, like real sugar for a few days and watch how fast you die. Yeah. Sugar is very necessary. Yeah. Yeah. Natural sugar, especially fruit, you know, obviously not refined, but fruit sugar. Definitely. I mean, oh yeah. Why would you want to miss out on a strawberry? That just doesn't make sense to me. And the same people who say like, oh, bananas have too much sugar, like are probably eating all kinds of junk. Yeah. I heard a lady, she was like, oh, I don't eat bananas because we have too much sugar. And then she was drinking like her orange juice that was like all processed orange Uh, juice. And I was like, come on, come on. How can you not see this? (laughs) (laughs) That is the question. Oh man, this is great. Can I ask a weird question? I don't know. Do you want to save it for the Patreon? I do. I kind of do. Okay, really hold do. it in your mind. Don't <laughs> forget it. We're going to go over to the Patreon, which is just at patreon.com slash high vibe. And that's where we post all the extended versions of this episode. But before we tune off here, Aaron, please tell everyone where they can find you, how they can connect with you and your work and any 
I don't know, last minute tidbits that you want to gift them? Yeah. So all my content, whether it's the moving backwards series, law of one ACIM, all of it is on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Aaron Abke. And a lot of it's on my Instagram as well, which is just at Aaron Abke. And then uh, for all my courses and programs I offer, uh, all that you can find on my website, AaronAbke.com. Perfect. Thanks. Do you have any? Um, Give us some advice. Yeah, One like piece any, of advice. Oh, well, give me advice. <laughs> gorgeous, fr- no pressure, but you know, you just say all these gorgeous things. So you have any last, last ones to give? <laughs> what do you, sure. what, what should people know is, you know, that's the question. Well, in terms of the context of our conversation, sort of to wrap it all up and make it practical, uh, how, does, how does one integrate unity consciousness? How does one integrate oneness? I would say it's, it's all a matter of your perception of reality and upgrading your perception. So that requires one, being aware of the negative, and two, uh, reaching for the positive. So be aware of your judgments about others. Be aware of your labels and the, the boundaries your mind tries to create between you and someone else. Whenever you feel hostile towards another person, just see that as an invitation to upgrade your mind to a more loving perception. And then reach for a loving thought. As we've been talking about, reach for a thought that shows you how that person's one with you. How um, I love ACIM says, be kind always for everyone's fighting a difficult battle. So even when someone's you know super rude to you at the grocery store or something, you could still say, oh, that person must be hurting so bad today. Maybe they just lost a loved one. Maybe they got a terminal diagnosis. I can't know, but I know that they're hurting if they're acting like that. So you just give them forgiveness and and compassion. And that is the fastest way to really upgrade yourself to a fourth density consciousness and begin to open the heart chakra. That really does work. And it can work with situations and experiences, not necessarily just people, but zooming out a little bit um, and just kind of seeing it as a learning experience or an opportunity, as you said, to, to open your heart more. I mean, it really does work. It really does guys. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't read it in a while, but I believe it's a course in miracles that basically says everything is either like an action of love or a call for love. Yeah. So yeah. When you, when you think of it like that, you're like, Oh, that person just needs love. Yeah. They need everything love. is a cry for help and healing. Exactly. Yeah. Well, this is awesome. I love it. I think this conversation has put lots of healing vibes out there for everyone to absorb and use as a resource. And I hope that you all loved and enjoyed this conversation very much. And I really hope that it does bring more unity to the world, even if it's just five, 10, a thousand, a million people who hear it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Let's go over to the Patreon. We love you all. Have a great week. Adios. Thanks so much for tuning into the show and being a part of our High Vibinate community. Make sure if you're loving this episode or any episode to subscribe. Every week we're coming out with new content for you guys. And you can also join our email list. So lindsayrobinson.com, kelseyaida.com. We send email reminders every week about the episodes if you want to be also in the loop that way. And be sure to connect with us on social at lindsayrobinson and at kelseyaida. And of course, if you guys want to join the Patreon to get bonus content, extended episodes on video and exclusive hangouts and things that we only give to our VIPs, you can join at patreon.com slash high vibe. You can start for as little as three bucks a month. So super easy, super quick and super fun to be there. 
Also, leave us a review. If you guys love this episode or any of our episodes, go tell us about it in the reviews and share with a friend that needs it. We love you guys. We'll see you next week and have a great one. Thank you.